Welcome to There is a Method to the Madness. My name is Rob Maxwell and I am an exercise physiologist. The purpose of this podcast and a method to the madness is get to the bottom of why things may or may not work in the realm of physical fitness. I like to look at things. Is there really a method and a meaning behind all this or is it simply unthought about madness? And today I'm going to talk about the argument over different strength training modes. Is there really a perfect one or is that just a bunch of madness? Let's find out. But before I do, we have to pay our bills. It's not free to put on a podcast. And I want to thank our very first sponsors, our great sponsors, Jonathan and Lynn Gilden at the Gilden Group at Realty Pros. They currently have over 275 star reviews on Zillow and over 100 million sales between the two. That means they're good. You're not good unless you're good. They can be reached at 386-451-2412 or at thegildengroup.com. All right, let's dive in. Strength training modes. To me, I've been doing this stuff so long that it seems like just common sense, you know, um, obvious. And uh, I always need to remind myself that that's not the case. Like the terms we throw around all the time are obvious to us that work in it all the time, but not so obvious to everyone else. And so when I say modes, what comes to mind to the listener? Like what is a mode? So to answer that question, the mode is the type of strength training that you're using. So a mode could be body weight resistance. It could be free weights, which are the bars and the plates you put on. It could be dumbbells, which are a type of free weights. It could be selectorized machines or plate-loaded machines. It could be bands, tubes, and any variety of those types of things, which, uh, you know, there are different types of tubing out there. So those are all the modes. There's probably a few more out there. Now, when you log into your social media accounts and all of them have their pros and cons, now Instagram might be the most common as far as seeing exercise videos, and then they transfer those videos onto your Facebook feed. So that might be the area that you might see the most modes if you're so inclined to follow any different types of physical fitness people or even ads that you may not follow might pop into your feed. But this is where you might see some of this stuff and that's fine. And the way people choose to work out as long as they're working out is great. Only problem I have is when certain accounts may like say, this is the way. And there's really not any truth to that. And if anything, the one that gets the least amount of airplay might actually be technically the best. Hmm, now I've kind of thrown something out there. But even knowing that, I will still argue that all can be great. All modes of strength training can be great. And they all have their pros and cons. And a lot of it simply comes down to what you have available and where you are. So for example, if you're traveling in the mountains 
and you think, well, the only way I can get a good workout in is with free weights, barbells, well, you're kind of screwed, aren't you? You've kind of pushed yourself into a position that you can't get out of. And now a good effective workout of doing body weight squats, body weight lunges and push-ups isn't going to get done because you believe that they don't work. So, or they don't work as good. And that's not true. They're all good. Okay. But let me make a little argument for the poor guy that always, or I should say never, really gets a lot of airtime on Instagram because he's just not very sexy. Okay. And that is the old selectorized machine. The selectorized machine basically means it's a plate loaded stack where you select the weight with a pin. That's why it's called selectorized machines. Now, universal machines were actually the first selectorized machines on the market. But the ones that really changed the whole dynamic was Nautilus. Nautilus machines changed everything. Now, here is something that maybe you heard, and I could just show you how silly we are sometimes as individuals, as people, that there was actually people walking around like repeating this. In the 1980s, when I was heavy into working out at the, uh, you know, the muscle head style gyms, just because that's what we had, and you know, I liked it. There was always this talk about, well, don't go down to that Nautilus Center down there on US One because, like, that's fake. It's like not real. Like, you're not really getting better when you use machines. You can only get better when you use free weights. Now. I've always been a pretty good critical thinker and that really didn't add up to me at all. But at the same time, I didn't really argue it either. I just kind of would let some of my muscle head friends say that and be like, huh, okay, you know, whatever. I mean, we don't work out there anyway, so I don't really know what the whole, you know, argument is. But, you know, I, I can just remember now as an expert in this field going, gosh, you know, what? You know, where did that come from? Like, where did that come from? And who knows? But that's why we listen to the method to the madness. And I guess at this point, where does that false belief really come from? I mean, it doesn't matter, but I am definitely going to change your mind about it. Again, uh, they're all good, but I'm going to show you where the positivity of this stuff came from. Okay. So basically, Nautilus was invented by a man by the name of Arthur Jones, and he was famous for that among many other things. He was a, a, uh, a self-made man, he became a very rich man, and his son created hammer strength. And uh, his son is a great young man, not young man anymore, he's older than me, but he lives in the area, and I've gotten to know him a little bit. He's a very nice man, and again, he developed hammer strength, which is a machine version of Nautilus, which is pretty cool. But anyway, Arthur Jones was a brilliant man. He was an engineer type who did not have a formal education. I don't believe, well, I'm quite certain he did not go to college, but he became self-educated and he really was brilliant. There, He became fascinated in strength training. So when he was a very young man, he was working out with weights and uh, he, he had a good build. Like that's the one thing that people that have known him forget about. You know, all the people that knew him knew that, but 
a lot of people just know him as the founder of Nautilus and maybe a few other things. He was in the flying and jets and things and exotic animals. But anyway, um, but it's often overlooked that the man had a great build. And that's important because this is what began his own personal research. So when he was working out with free weights in his garage or his whatever it was, there's pictures of this very old, you know, style uh, weight training, you know, just with the bar and some plates and he's standing there. I don't even think there was a bench. But he noticed that when he was doing a bicep curl, for example, that there was a point in the exercise where there's no resistance. You could just hold it at the top. So in the case of a bicep curl, for example, as you're coming, as you're curling the weight up and it gets over your belly button and then you're around your chest, well, from your chest to your chin, there's no resistance, right? I mean, it just falls back. And if you hold it like at your chin, there's not even any load. You would have to decrease the range by 10 or 20% to feel some load. And he thought, hmm, well, shouldn't I be maximizing what he come to term the strength arc. So shouldn't the arc of movement always have resistance on it? That was his first very great, not good, very great question he asked himself. His second question was, is there a part in the muscle that's stronger or weaker at different angles or different parts of the strength curve? Hmm, that's another great question. So he came up with two game-changing questions and the answer to both which he discovered is yes so we should be training with maximal load through full range of motion and there are parts of the muscle that is stronger and weaker so what he went on to determine was and I'm just using the bicep as an example but this fits for every muscle group and every joint he became he learned that the weakest part of the bicep is when the bicep is at full extension. The elbow is at full extension. So your arms are down at your side. The strongest part of your bicep is near the very top where you're hitting the final 10 degree of contraction. Now, so why then did that make barbells a failure in this regard? The answer is because of inertia, the, the load is heaviest at the bottom of the motion. Well, that's when the bicep is weakest. And the bicep is actually strongest at the very top of the motion, but that's when there's no load. And he thought, well, then if I want to efficiently train my bicep, I have to change that. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen? That conclusion made him a millionaire because he developed Nautilus equipment. So Nautilus equipment isn't just selectorized machines. Nautilus became famous because of the Nautilus shell. In other words, the cam on the machine that most people aren't even aware is there is shaped like a Nautilus shell. So that's how he came up with the name Nautilus. So what that cam does is that changes the arc of the motion of the load. So as you see, instead of the cable or chain or whatever they use to pull the selectorized plates up, instead of it just being on a linear pulley straight up and down, it's on an arc to where that pulley 
will go over the cam and based on the size of the cam or based on the shape of the cam I should say the load becomes even throughout the whole arc of how it's supposed to be so for example the bicep cam is going to be developed exactly in the way the bicep formulates as far as its strength goes it's going to have the most load at the top the least load at the bottom that way the person gets the even strength curve matched to the muscle all right so is there a method or is this madness no that's a method so if anything if you want the most effective efficient workout say for your bicep it is going to be on a selectorized machine like Nautilus and now they've all copied them so it's not just Nautilus it's most of them it's Cybex it's Life Fitness it's all these machines it's Precore like we have Body Masters like we have Nautilus like we have like so many places have and so they've all copied them and you know that's all well and good because they're all good but you're going to get the most effective training on a piece of machinery like that you just are the most efficient does that mean free weights are bad and no of course not I use them all I love them all it depends on what you're doing but if you want to actively train your quadricep there is absolutely no better exercise than the leg extension there just isn't for all of those reasons number one that's a little unfair because you really can't isolate the quad on a squat or a lunge but secondly because you have that cam it stays on an arc and so many times people say why does this burn so bad on a leg extension well because there's no off time I mean your your quads are fighting constant load that's been designed to give you constant load that's just all there is to it so you know in reality then the poor leg extension which just doesn't look overly sexy on Instagram because it just looks too simple right I mean you can't get your little Instagram model or you know showing this really cool unique lunge with a plank in between followed by an oblique twist or whatever the hell they do I mean that looks really cool and you have to have a gymnast type body to do it and everybody then says oh man I want to do that you know and I hear it's great for my quads it's like sure I mean she's just not gonna sit on this Nautilus machine and do you know a two four count repetition up pause one two three four I mean she or he wouldn't be very useful as a influencer right but the bottom line is that's the best way to train the quad but that's probably the reason why you're not seeing your feed over consumed with these types of exercises because they just aren't that cool to demonstrate and anybody can do them and that's the great thing about them anybody can do them we say it all the time you know with people it's like well you know we see a lot of um, you know um, different populations special populations we see a lot of seniors which is great I mean and some of our seniors and most of our seniors actually are stronger than people way younger than them absolutely um, and the reason is is because they come and they work out on a regular basis but they can't do barbell squats a lot of times and it's not even because of the load on the shoulders it could simply be balance so why would we want somebody trying to balance an exercise like balance their body and their whole goal becomes balance and not the load or the actual exercise anymore when we can do that separately we can do balance separately 
when we have a leg press that they can get on where they don't have to worry about balance and they can just worry about making their joints stronger. And so many times when it comes to strength training, people aren't thinking that. They're not thinking, what is the best stimulus that will give me the greatest response? They're thinking, what did I see on Instagram or what did my body, my buddy, my body, well, a body's going to say, you know, take the easiest path. Um, the buddy is going to, you know, maybe not have a clue. So instead of really listening to either in this case, it's going to be, you know, what stimulus will give me the response. And so many times, if you have access to machines, you should use machines. Now, yesterday being Monday, I, uh, didn't go to the gym until a little bit later. I didn't have a client until nine. So I was going to knock out my workout at home because I like to work out in privacy. So at home, I don't have selectorized machines. They're very expensive. They're very big. They're very bulky. Uh, as a trainer who's done okay for himself, I'm still not rich enough to have a basement full of selectorized machines. I wish it would be awesome, but I don't. And I don't even have a basement. So. All I have is a free weight set and some dumbbells. So yesterday, I chose to do free weights because that's what I have. So I did some compound exercises, such as some squats, not very heavy, and I did some bench presses a little heavier. I did some bent over rows, a little heavier, and uh, that was that, and a couple other exercises. So the point is there's nothing wrong with free weights. So free weights are great because you can do basic exercises meaning you can do some good compound exercises that a lot of people would call functional they're great because they have great mobility meaning that if you want to move your weight set around the house you can you don't need to hire three men in a truck or whatever they are just to move your selectorized machine from one room to the next they're pretty inexpensive compared to a selectorized machine for example a whole free weight set a really nice set will cost you under a thousand dollars and for a selectorized machine that won't even cover 20 percent 25 percent of the cost i mean they're going to be around four to five grand per machine so my leg extension like four grand my leg curl like four grand and on and on my leg press even more expensive so they're expensive um so you know that is the downside but as far as like them being superior in ways of stimulus and response, they absolutely are. There's been some studies out there, and I'll quote it, and you could do your own research, but basically one study found that like one set done on a selectorized machine matched three sets done with free weights. So in other words, to get the same amount of recruitment, and recruitment means that you're recruiting all of the muscle fibers which in it within a muscle belly. So for example, there's four parts to the quad. So if you want to recruit all of that quad, which you do, the only way we get stronger is we recruit every muscle fiber to the point of fatigue. That's just the way it works, or to a level of fatigue. So you can do that in one swing, one set swing, I'm just using slime, one set, with a selectorized machine or you can get the equal amount of work using some free weights with three. So it's like, is it better? Well, yeah, it's better because it's more efficient. Again, I don't want you to walk away from this thinking that some of the body weight exercises you do or strength training or I should say uh, barbell or dumbbell exercises you do are not as good. That's not really true. That's not the point. They're all good. 
I'm basically sticking up for the little guy, which you never see. It's actually the big guy, but it's perceived as the little guy on social media because it's just not overly sexy to do it and anybody can do it. So because anybody can do it, the assumption is it's not as good, which is really a silly assumption, right? So in other words, take your Instagram model that's doing um, a combination exercise of difficult, let's say, um, Romanian deadlifts, single leg with dumbbells, and as they come up from their single leg Romanian deadlift, they then balance themselves, lift their knee, and press the weights into the air. So that would be like doing a combo movement, a single leg deadlift. They come to the top, then they raise the dumbbells into the air and do a shoulder press. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. That's fine. But can almost anybody do it? No, you have to have the balance. So then the person who doesn't know better looks at that and goes, well, I guess in order to get fit like that, I need to be able to do that. And then of course, they can't even do that because they don't have the balance, right? When in reality, they can get on a leg curl machine, do it appropriately, and take the muscles to fatigue, and they just made their hamstrings that much stronger. And then if they wanted the other portion of it, they could get on a selectorized overhead press machine or lateral raise machine and strengthen the deltoids. And they could do that, and they're gonna get just as fit. But see, the other person isn't gonna to wanna to show that per se, because anybody can do that. So, and then the other side of this is that some people think, well, you know, when is this gonna get easy? And they might say that regarding, say, a leg curl machine and overhead press machine, just using those because they were in the example. And I say, well, it's not gonna get easy. You're gonna make it harder. So I hope you're following my point. That means that just because anybody can do a selectorized machine, which is true, almost anybody can do it, compared to hardly anybody can do a single leg Romanian deadlift, it doesn't mean that the machines are inferior because you simply can make them harder where you can't make those adjustments on the single leg Romanian deadlift because you kind of either can or you can't. And I can tell you, I'm pretty damn fit. I don't know really hardly anybody at 56 as fit. I'm not being cocky, that's just the truth. I work hard at it. I also have you know good genetics and I'm grateful for that. But I mean, I don't know too many more people fit and I can tell you right now, more fit at my age. And I can tell you right now, I cannot do a single leg Romanian deadlift on my right leg. I do not have the balance. Is that a knock on my fitness? No, it's a knock on my balance, which I work on when I'm supposed to work on it, on balance. So why would I sit there and like just, you know, smash myself in the face over and over and over trying to get this when it's not necessary? What we're really trying to do is strengthen our muscle groups. And then if we wanna work on balance, that's great. There's better ways to do it. As a matter of fact, not to get too far off the track here, but um, Gary Jones, who's the son of Arthur Jones, who developed Nautilus and then Gary invented hammer strength is working on balance routines now outside of strength training that's phenomenal program so we can work on balance elsewhere but when we're trying to strengthen something we need to go right to the source so many of us go all the way around the world on so many things when all we had to do is turn around I want strong hamstrings I want toned hamstrings 
I want developed hamstrings. Great. There's absolutely no better exercise than a leg curl, period. I mean, I would argue you can do all the isolation exercises and never really even need to do the compound exercises and your muscles would absolutely be phenomenally developed. You know, and muscle creates strength, okay? So just remember that. Remember that there's more to the story. There's a method to the madness when you're learning about strength training. Don't follow the models on Instagram. They're doing exercises. I'm not saying they're doing it to necessarily like make themselves better than somebody else or to hurt somebody else. Like I'm not saying they're doing it to be assholes, basically. I'm not saying that. I'm saying they may not know or they may have found a niche for themselves where they have gotten paid in sponsorship or even cash. And so that's what they're going to do. So you can't blame them. They're, they're going to want to do exercises that make them absolutely look the best. But that doesn't mean it is the best. You need to start using some critical thinking. And that's why hopefully these podcasts help because they get to the matter of things. So just remember in summary, all forms of strength training are great. All forms of strength training have their pros and cons. Machines, selectorized machines, and I have to say that because not all machines are selectorized. You're going to have to look and see if yours has a cam on the side or Google it. But they get to the stimulus response way more efficiently. That's why they're built that way. That's why you pay the big bucks. You don't pay $4,000 per machine just because they feel like putting that price tag on it or it looks sexy and it's silver and blue paint. No. Paying that much because there's a lot of engineering involved in those bad boys. A lot of people with pay grades greater than ours have designed those with their engineering degrees and they work. All right. So I want to thank our second sponsor, the Turkish Mediterranean Cuisine. They are absolutely unbelievably great with their salads and their vegetarian dishes. And they are the Istanbul Turkish Mediterranean Cuisine in Ormond Beach. And they can be located on Young Street in Ormond Beach. And if you want to put in an order or check them out online, check out Istanbul, Florida. Until next time, be max fit, be max wealth.